Hey, 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 welcome to Drama. This is Connor coming at you solo, and I hope you're stoked for this episode with Roman Banks. I am gagged. If you love High School Musical, the musical, the series, this is going to be a treat for you. And we've actually had a couple HSMTMTS cast members on the show before, Andrew Barth Feldman and Larry Saperstein, and now we've got Roman. So I'm here to tell you you're going to love this episode, and also to tell you that you should support us on our Patreon, patreon.com backslash the drama podcast where for five dollars a month you get access to weekly bonus episodes where dylan and i chit chat about pop culture very of the moment we also talked about hsmtmts a lot on there actually but also you get access to our instagram close friends merch details it's it's a bonanza what what's a bonanza anyway i'm doing this extemporaneously so i hope you're enjoying this little thing here um, anyway, go to patreon.com slash the normal podcast. You're going to love this episode and you're also going to love everything we have to offer. $5 a month. Support us. J'adore. Press play. Curtain up an hour in. It's time to taste in. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in, in New York, New York City, City and, and the world. The world. I'm Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. Connor, how are you today? This has been a big week of, we've recorded every day this week. I know. Wait, do you, I, I just had a flashback to that one time when we recorded four in one week or something. This was mm-hmm. pre-pandemic. And you said to me, or did I say it to you? Because famously we have shared memories and sometimes we're not sure what happened to, if it happened to us or the other, but one of us was like, is this how Kelly Ripa feels every day? Uh-huh. And that was psychotic. But Is, is I, Kelly Ripa still on every day? Yeah, but she, she takes the summers off, I think. Oh, work. Which is pretty baller. I know. She's probably up, up in Canada with um, her husband during Riverdale. Oh, right. You know, they're not filming yet. But, you know, as we've we've um, talked about on this podcast, those Riverdale kids, they're really pushing them to the limit, I think. Uh-huh. They're worth they're going, like pack mules. They really are. I mean, 22 episode seasons, that's sort of a relic, you know? I know. Wait, I think our guest should be on Riverdale one day. <laughs> I know. Our guest would be great on Riverdale. What could you see him doing? Well, they're, they've, they've really jumped the shark on Riverdale. I know. I know. So he's he's, he's too young. Him, he's too young at this We should point. get him something better on this. Maybe on, something on the CW, maybe stream. I feel like network TV pays better. Okay. Anyway, before we jump into stuff with our guest. Yes. We need to talk about a Broadway hot topic, which is something that I've, I feel dramatic about. So it's like a dose of drama at the top. West Side Story is not. I know. Reopening. And, and this is and they drama. got that they got that ten million dollar grant. Like I felt like they were like ready to reopen. And of oh course, Shireen, friend of the pod, now won't get to continue as Maria. I know. Remember when we had her on the podcast like a year ago, and it was when Tony nominations had just come out, or Tony rule, voting rules, rules came out, and she was like upset. She was like, "We were we were playing on Broadway for like three months, mm-hmm. and we weren't eligible for Tonys." And then she, we were like, "Oh, it's okay. Like you'll get it next time." And sadly, like. They won't. The show is literally never coming back. I know. Well, I, I feel I feel sad for the cast in general, but obviously it was a troubled production to say the least. But you know, I <laughs> I just feel troubled. Sad. I just feel sad that there was a lot of young, amazing performers in that show who won't get the chance to have their moment again. Um, not that it's all about awards and nominations, but I know you feel very dramatic about the Isaac Cole Powell of it all. <laughs> well, he was definitely going to get nominated for a Tony. I know as Tony. Yeah. 
the, his Tony, Tony's Tony. I'm so, he, he has like one of the most beautiful voices mm-hmm. that I've ever heard. And I can't believe I never got to see him do West Side Story. We famously were going to go see it the night Broadway shut down, I know. which is a fun um, anecdote, final memory for that time. But I know, I feel sad for them. I was in line to buy like the cheap Scott Rudin $50 tickets that had been oh, that's slashed. Right. And I saw you down the street because you were coming from a meeting. And you said, Dylan, it's shutting down. I know. And I said, so do I get out of line? It's like when they're, they're voting, you're like, if you're still in line, stay in line. <laughs> but in this case, <laughs> in this case, I, I just yeah, went back remember to Remember how during um, the 2020 election, all the celebrities were tweeting, if you're still in line, stay in line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, how fun. But yeah, I know. I feel bad for the performers, but it was a trouble production. I mean, they cut. I feel pretty. They took Maria's yeah. moment. Come on. I know. What were they thinking? I know. You know, I did hear, though, there are some yet-to-be-announced revivals in the works. Really? And- Yes, in addition to the Beanie Feldstein funny girl of it all. <laughs> right, which, so. which at the time of release will probably be uh, official, officially yeah. announced. What are the revivals? I know that there's like a 1776 and a Rocky Horror, things like that circling the drain over the next couple of years. But who's to say? I, maybe it'll finally be Dream really? Girls. Maybe Amber P. Riley will finally come and take <gasps> what's hers. Oh, I would love that. Oh, my God. I know. Damn. Listen. We can talk about Broadway, we can talk about everything, but we have an incredible guest sitting here listening to us gab. I know, and I think he'll have a lot of fun things to say about Broadway at large. All right, so our guest today is a rising star of stage and screen. Straight out of the first ever open call for Dear Evan Hansen, he booked it, baby. In covering Connor, Jared, and the titular Evan Hansen himself, our guest made Broadway history as the first ever person of color to play the role. During the time in which he was with the Tony Award-winning musical, this superstar wrote his first EP entitled Days, which is available now. From Broadway to Disney+, Plus, he also made waves on the second season of High School Musical, the musical, the series, as Howie. If you haven't heard his chills-inducing version of If I Can't Love Her, Go literally go listen to it right now. Anyway, since making a splash on the scene, he's used his voice and talent as a role model, fashion icon, and rising star across platforms. Please welcome to drama Roman Roman Banks. Banks. Hello. Wow, I really like how many times you said rising star. That really that really helps. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You're on the rise. What a place to be. I, lo- I love that. I love it. it doesn't always feel like that. Sometimes it feels like, oh my God. But you know what? If I just think about like, I'm a rising star, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That, that helps. Definitely. Roman, it is Welcome. so nice to meet you, to have you on the pod. This is, oh, this is so fun because I think a year ago, Connor and I were like, we should try and get Roman Banks. And we reached out to a friend who I'll leave nameless. And they're like, maybe wait, maybe Come wait. He might, he might have some things going on. He might have some special things going on. And now we know. It was High School Musical, the musical, the series. (laughs) I love that. Mm -hmm. And of course, you were on our screens all summer. What a delight. How are you? Are you well? I am well. I am well. I'm hanging in there. Yeah, it's a a nice day. It's really hot in New York. Are you two in New York? Actually, no. No, I'll be, I'm moving back Labor Day weekend. Okay, Okay, cool. And I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, wow. Random. Can you say it? Yeah, that is random. Wait, why are you in Columbus? I want to know. I went to college at The Ohio State University, Go Bucks, And okay. my okay. boyfriend and I wanted to live together before we go back to New York. And Columbus mm. is like sort of a really important place to us. It's where a lot of our friends live. He's from the area. Okay. And so after four-ish years of long distance, we finally lived together in Columbus. Four years of long distance? Dude. It was terrible. Now I could, I was like so positive with all my like Instagrams throughout the whole time, but now I'm just like, it was terrible. 
Like, <laughs> you must really know. Like, you must really know. Like, this is the person. Oh, I, I'm getting boy. shy and blushy all of a sudden. But yeah, I think I can say yes. <laughs> wow, <laughs> definitely. And it's Wait. been so fun to live together in Columbus. And we'll get back to New York. He's an actor as well. So when the mm. moment is right and he wants to take on the Big Apple, I'll be there with him. Wow. My heart is warm. Yeah, but I was working at 54 Below over the last three years and just decided not to return. Um, okay. Yeah, So, I don't, but I don't think our paths ever crossed. I don't know if... I was there for, like, Harry Styles sings. 54 sings Harry Styles. Okay. So. I never was at those because they were always sold out. Um, mm. But what, what did you sing? Or did you attend? I sing I sing Adore You. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, so are you, do you have any ambitions to, like, ever perform your EP live? I go back and forth on it, because I'm working on new music. And, oh. Ooh, little tease, little tease. Okay, something is in the works. Yeah, I'm working on new music now, and so, like, I gotta say, like, my musical taste has really changed since I dropped Days. Oh, wow. I, and I'll, I'll be straight up with you. Days came because I was artistically unfulfilled mm-hmm. at the Blue Polo show. You know, I when I got Dear Evan Hansen, they were like, we want you to be an understudy. And I was like, what's an understudy? So I, didn't, I like said nice. yes, because it was like the job of my dreams. But at the same time, I was like, I don't even know what an understudy does. So I didn't even really know what I was getting myself into. And it became a really artistically unfulfilled space because, you know, I, I love theater. I love performing. But like, that's what I love to do. That's what makes me feel alive. That's what makes my heart full. And, you know, nine days out of ten, even more than that, I'm watching people mm. walk past me to go do a show while yeah. I, like, watch Netflix, you know. And that's eight days a week. I'm in that building. I know every inch of that building, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, it just became like a ugh, almost. Because I was like, don't get me wrong, very grateful, very grateful for the history to have been made. Very grateful to, like, have opened a door for, yes. you know, hopefully more people of color to play that role and to break those barriers. But at the same time, it just felt like, yeah, bleh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I was like, I need something to pour into. And that's where the EP was born from. And so, like, a lot of that EP was written from, like, 2019. Yeah, like, late 2018 to 2019 or before. Like, oh, Scared wow. to Love Again was, like, written in high school. And so, yeah, so I love a lot of those songs, but I don't really feel like they reflect where I want to go with my artistry. And so, like, whereas before when I dropped it, I was like, I can't wait. Like, I'm going to try to do a show this summer or, like, this fall. And then obviously, (laughs) like, a whole year passed because of the pandemic. And now now that I revisit it, there's definitely songs I like, if I do a show, I would definitely perform some of the songs live for sure because they're just fun. But at the same time, like, doing a show just to do that and then, like, Seeing like Dear Hanson in High School Musical, like, yeah, doesn't seem as appealing to me. So I think I'm gonna, yeah, I think I'm gonna wait. I love that. Wait. wait, how long were you with? Um, <laughs> I keep calling Dear Evan Hansen <laughs> dear to Dylan, <laughs> which is so stupid. Thank you for laughing, but I keep calling it dear. That's really funny. Oh my god, how long were you with Dear? I was with Dear for a year and a half. Okay, and that's a long time. That's a long time, right? To be right. Waiting, waiting upstairs or wherever your dressing room was. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You talking about how this EP was sort of born out of that that creative unfulfillment. Yes. You know, Rory O'Malley, who was no- nominated for a Tony for Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. and he played King the King in Hamilton on Broadway, and then 
on tour, I think, and mm-hmm. now again in, in, in LA. Summer, yeah. in LA. Yeah. But he um, he started a podcast while he was because King George is on stage for I think he said like fifteen minutes yes, total or he something. Is. So he was like. He did get those couple moments where the audience got to be like, oh, my God, we're obsessed with this guy. But um, and he got to have fun and make people laugh. But he he said the same thing, that it was just exhausting because you're you're living living the dream. Yeah. You know, but it's not what you hoped it would be. You're so grateful. But there's more, you know, as a creative person, there's so many things you want to do at all times. And I can imagine that got really damn boring. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It got so damn boring. And then, like, there would be like essentially you're waiting for someone's life to fuck up you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. you're like yeah. oh my god like you don't want to wish sickness or, or health or a, te- a tragic situation on anyone but that's your only moment to shine so it's right. like and then god forbid that moment comes and you're not feeling well you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and so like and then you like even in the building you're like watching people complain so much about like i'm not feeling well i'm not because then there's like the pressure of broadway where you like I think it's also just perpetuated in like the entertainment business where like you feel like people are coming to see you and like you, oh, yeah. you sort of lose sight of the greater vision which is like health is your wealth and like just take mm-hmm. care of yourself. And so you have people complaining like I'm so tired, man. Oh, the second show. I don't know and it's just like call out. Call out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. Call you're out. You're allowed to call out, right? Yes, you're allowed. Yes, you can call out any show you want. Like people think like well, it's going to create a reputation. It's going to stain my image. I don't want people to think I'm... A, it's like, no, call out. Like, Yeah, no oh one knows how many times someone calls out or not. It's not like... No. I don't know. It, that's that's ridiculous. Wait, so you're backstage, mm-hmm. upstairs. Do you, do you have any dressing roommates? Yes, so it was a huge dressing room. And they eventually split it toward the end of my run. But it used to be like all of us in one dressing room. So you, if you watch like YouTube videos of like tours through the building it was mm-hmm. like me like i remember when i first joined it was like me dan Mackey, ben ross aces summers then it was like it was like boys were on the right side and then girls were like nicole van geeson diamonds essence white Love gabby caruva another understudy and then it was like uh garrett long from the original cast and so, so there was, was enough like, understudies to just fully go on and do the show because there was literally <laughs> yes. there's eight people in the show so yeah, there we could had be a full, full understudy cast. okay wow and, oh my god asa summers played dan the dad on next to normal tour mm-hmm. and we saw it he's amazing i love asa i love asa he's so great who was evan well, I guess you were there for so long. Was it was Andrew Evan? Uh, when I first got there, Taylor was Evan, Taylor, and then okay. Andrew oh. became Evan, and I left right before Jordan's run. Okay. Okay. Oh, I forgot that Jordan Fisher went. And he's going to be doing it yes. again. And he's going to be doing it again. Yeah. I'm curious to hear him sing it. Oh, I'll be- have to go it's back. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I haven't seen it. I've just heard it, but it's beautiful. Has there ever been yeah. a person of color to play Heidi Hansen? No, 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 no. Come Not on, y'all. Yet. Come on. Oh my gosh, I know. Not yet. I know. Don't I, ha- I have a short list of who I would want to see in that role, and so I really want to see fucking Heather Headley. Uh, yeah, that is Heidi at the top Hansen. of my list. Could she you imagine? Be... Oh my god. Oh my god, she'd be so great. There's yeah. a, there's a there's a lot of people who would like really kill it. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, a black woman in that role would just. Mm. Definitely. Warm me up so much. Yeah, I really, really, they better put that next. They really, 
they need to they, get it right. So. They haven't announced. <laughs> they haven't announced the full returning cast yet. They haven't re- announced the full returning cast, but I'm pretty sure it's what we already have seen because people want to get their jobs back or right. give people their jobs back. Right. I think like with most of these announcements, it's like one or two people might be different for a lot of the shows that are returning. Yeah, and that's if that's if those people were like, I don't want to come back. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The shows all around are like, we want to give people their jobs back, mm-hmm. you know? Which is, you know, respect. Unless mm-hmm. it's like a Karen Olivo situation where they leave or we talked to Brad Gibson who was in Lion King and he had like two months of his contract left. He's like, I'm just going to move on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go back go. for two months. Although there are some people going back for two months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sarah Bareilles is <laughs> oh, reopening Waitress and then leaving after a month. So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen Waitress? I've seen Waitress. That was my first Broadway show. So oh, I cool. saw I saw Waitress and I was like, whoa. Because uh, I saw... What's her name? The original... Jesse John? Mueller? I saw Jesse Mueller. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the original Don, who that's who I really wanted to see. Oh, yes. Tamiko Glenn. Glenn. Yes. I I went after she'd left, sadly. She only did it for like the first maybe six months. Yeah. I've heard some things. Yeah. But, she, um, she was on a different yes. podcast and she talked about it. Yeah. Um, yes, that was that was gripping. But I it just came out finally what was going on with her... Um, mental mental health yes. at the time when she was in Waitress. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it was really sad, but um, very interesting to hear her talk about it. It was like a good reminder that you really never know what a performer's going through when you're watching them on stage. Yes. She was dealing with truly terrifying mental health issues, and um, thank God she's got it figured out. But yeah, but yeah she, she was really good in Waitress. Yeah, her voice just butter. I just yeah. wish I could have seen her live. But yeah, that was my first Broadway show, and then I saw it. I think I've seen it three times, if I'm not mistaken. Did you see Shoshana? No, maybe I've only seen it twice, but I feel like I've seen it three times. But I only remember seeing Nicolette and Jesse. Oh yes, I had to go see Nicolette. Well, Nicolette was Nicolette was my favorite. Nicolette was your favorite, Jenna. Nicolette. She played it so earthly she did. and so she was a true mother. She in was the a role true mother and... in the role. Yes, she was because she. I mean, she just had the first. Yeah, their first, first child. child. Not even a year prior, and so like everything mm-hmm. was very much like you were like, oh, is there an actual baby in there? Right. <laughs> well, it was interesting too. Like, there's that scene right before. I think it's right before she used to be mine where she the guitar is broken on the ground and a lot of the genus you know they're very pregnant at that point they would bend yes. over forwards but she knew as a pregnant woman you would kind of lean backwards that's the exact thing like, coming to my mind exact thing coming to my mind yeah because it's almost just a, a moment of awe where you're like oh like it just feels so it just felt so real it didn't just feel like let me just you know put all this weight, oh, yeah. <laughs> unsupported weight forward mm-hmm. you know so, right. Fantastic. But anyways, okay, so so the, that was your first Broadway show. So I know from the um, the fact checkers at the drama mm-hmm. headquarters who looked into the fact that you're from Georgia. So obviously, so was that your first trip to New York when you, yes, in general, when you saw Waitress and a few other shows, maybe? Uh, no. So, so I grew up with not a lot of money at all. And um, I was just like, my favorite thing about me growing up and wanting to do theater is I just didn't care about any of the norms because I just didn't know uh, because I didn't really care that much about musical theater to begin with. Um, drama. <laughs> drama. Yeah, drama. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and so I was like, I want to go to a school and pursue musical theater. And I decided that my junior year. And then so I was like, cool, I guess I have to audition. So my teacher was like, just find it. auditions. And I found like unified auditions, which are in New York. Mm-hmm. So I went to National Young Arts Week because I was selected as a finalist, which is one of the 
best weeks of my entire life. Oh, that's awesome. And I met my friend Logan Smith, who went to a art school in Florida, Douglas Anderson School for the Arts. And he had money, thank God. And he was also <laughs> going to Unified. And I was like, I kept telling my parents, I was like, guys, I got to go to Unified. I got to audition for these schools. Like, they're all going to be in the same place. And then my parents were like, you're not going to New York alone. And I was like, I will if I have to. And they were like, no, you won't. And I was like, watch me. And so, and this was like days before Unitide. It's like, it was like a week. Defiant. Kind of- I was like, I have a dream. And it has mm-hmm. to, I have to pursue it at all costs, mom. Duh. And then <laughs> I'm like, all right, tell you what, tell you what. I'll meet you in the middle. Let me call Logan and see if we can go with him. And she's like, I'm not comfortable doing that. And I was like, mom, this is my only choice with like your guidelines. And so I call Logan, she talks to his mom, and then like we work, I work out being able to, you know, go stay with them. And I stay in a hotel, and Logan's got tickets to see Dear Evan Hansen and Waitress. I later oh, wow. found out that he could have chosen the color purple, and I was like, I think you made a mistake. <laughs> but Huge mistake. I think you made a mistake, <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, it's in the past, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Logan graciously, it was my first time in New York, and I was just like head over heels. And they really made like, even though we were there to audition for colleges, they really made a trip out of that for me. And I will always be so grateful. It was him, his sister, and his mom, and they had bought tickets to all the shows. But his mom was like, "You know what? Roman's never seen a Broadway show. I'll sit this one out. Y'all go see Waitress." And I was Aww. like, "Okay." And so I went, and I was just like, I remember like leaning. Logan was like, "Okay, so you don't really want to talk that." because you know, and I was like okay cool, 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 cool so I like lean over like after I didn't plan it and I was like that was insane was that <laughs> I just remember like three times because like you know Je- uh, is it Jess- Jesse Mueller right mm-hmm. yeah Jesse Mueller's voice at that time like I don't know she'd been doing the role for a long time she had that like beautiful rasp to her voice like oh, Lo- yeah. Logan was like damaged but I was like no, even if it was damaged, I was like, I'm living for it because like, it was so beautiful. And so I was like, I remember a dream is a soft place to land. I think mm-hmm. I like leaned mm-hmm. over and I was like, are they singing this live? And he was like, he was like, yeah. And I was like, are you sure? Like, cause it just, the blend was so sweet oh, yeah. and soft. And I was just blown away. I just didn't know people could sing like that live. And like the, mm-hmm. the, the I just coming from high school theater, I'd never seen a show where so many people not only wanted to be on stage, but like we're just so dynamic. Christopher Fitzgerald, oh my God, unreal, unreal in that role, and ah, it was just it was a lot, and so I but a lot in the best way. And I was like, man, oh, yeah. like I didn't know Broadway was like this. Like I didn't know it was like to this caliber. And that was just like the beginning of like I don't know the beginning of just me like coming to realize like the excellence in this industry. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, because that's the thing that sucks about Broadway is just the elitism of it all because it's only in one city in the entire world. Yeah. One city, you know, and obviously like you get tours, but it's not the same. Like watching Hamilton in the Fox Theater will never compare to watching Hamilton in the Richard Rogers. Um, yeah. And so I can go on and on, but... Yes, I, I hear you. So, did it did it pan out for you with any of these college auditions? This is also the thing when I I didn't know how many auditions you should do, so I was like, hmm, I like these four schools, so I'm gonna audition for these four schools. So I was going to auditions, and they're like, yeah, what are you auditioning for? And I was like, uh, yeah, these four schools, and they're like, oh, really? Oh yeah, we're doing like thirteen. So my mom and I like last weekend we were here, and then this weekend we're here, and then next weekend we're like, oh jeez, I'm like. 
the uh, money, the money in these people's <laughs> pockets and the dedication and time for their parents. Just like seeing theater parents take their children around mm-hmm. the USA to – so, I mean I met people doing 21 schools. Oh, my God. And for some people it is that competitive, you know? But like I, I just didn't even know that side of it. So I'm like meeting people and I'm like, am I doing – not enough schools, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna end up wherever I'm supposed to be. And so, like, Shenandoah wasn't even on my list of original schools. Yeah, when I went to Young Arts, Kevin Covert, because of Logan Smith, uh, Kevin Covert was like the old director of Douglas Anderson School of the Arts. Okay. So he came to support Logan Smith in Young Arts, but also like, like, kind of scout people. So like, after I performed in Young Arts, he like gave me his card, and then like. I was like looking at Shenandoah and I was like, ooh, this seems like a cool school. I might want to go. And I auditioned for Carnegie, didn't get in. I auditioned for Baldwin Wallace. Did I audition for Baldwin Wallace? I don't know. I don't think I actually auditioned for Baldwin Wallace. <laughs> I auditioned for Webster University. I got into that and then I got into Shenandoah. And there was one more that I auditioned for that I can't remember. Oh, it was, I auditioned for CCM. Oh, okay. And I, did, and I didn't get in CCM. It's the worst audition of my life, actually. Um, drama. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Big I just, Shenandoah was never my first choice, but I almost feel like they chose me. But at the same time, it was the most comfortable audition space I went to in that entire process and made me feel most seen and most at home. And that was very valuable to me in that space where, like, people were walking in with Capez- Capezio and Laduca, and I was wearing, like, <laughs> basketball shorts, Nike socks, and, like, dress shoes that I wore to homecoming. Yeah. Like, just, just literally just, like, no clue what I was doing, but also didn't care at all. Like, was fully in rooms, like, this is all I got, so this is what I'm going to get, yeah. you know? And, yeah. And... Shenandoah made space for that. I remember, like, they were like, we heard you freestyle. And I was like, yeah, I like to freestyle. And they were like, can you freestyle for us? And so, like, I, like, freestyled my audition. And I was just like, wow. Like, I remember leaving. And I was like, I felt like they actually, like, cared about who I was. Where Mm -hmm. Carnegie was like, you can begin whenever you would like. (laughs) And I was saying, and they were like, thank you. And I left. And I was like, what was Uh, that? You know, because that was, like, my dream school. mm -hmm. But you know. I think this is so important for a lot of the younger listeners, because I know we have all ages listen, who are probably yes. pursuing the arts or going to do the audition circuit and whatnot, mm-hmm. and to know that you can be Roman Banks and not get into, you know, like the Carnegie, the CCM, that yeah, people say, yeah, yeah. oh, if you don't get into those, it's nothing. But it's like, yeah. no, like you can make your way, you'll find, you'll grow where you're meant to grow, and you want people to want you as well. And I think yes. that's really special about Shenandoah. And it sounds like they made you feel comfortable. They were interested in you. Oh my God, comfortable, yes. it sounds like the perfect fit. Yeah, and I will say, like, to anyone listening who's, like, stressed out about that, like, first of all, a school does not define you. Like, you define you. Like, yes, you might get more superior training at one place than another, or might find a more welcoming, like, historical environment of greatness or something like that. But at the same time, like, if you really are passionate about a dream happening, it's just about how passionate you are and how dedicated you are to your craft that's going to take you where you want to go. There's people, some of the most brightest, biggest people I've ever seen in terms of, like, talent and humility and, like, just, like, truthfulness on stage came from schools you would, like, never Mm -hmm. have even heard about. And those schools also breed some of the hardest workers because they're like, you know what? I know I'm not coming with the legacy behind my name on my resume. 
I have to like really show yes. you who I am in this room. And so like, it's not about the school, obviously, you know, go for your dreams, go for wherever you want to go to. But like, you just have to trust that you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. And like, that was my theme, the entire audition process. Like when I remember when all the calls went out for Carnegie mm. and I didn't get a call, I was like, I'm, I'm going to end up where I'm supposed to be. And I think if I went to Carnegie, I don't think if I would have been able to have driven to the open call for Dear Evan Hansen and, and have made that like a situation where I could keep going forth and going back. So where is Shenandoah? Is that in Virginia? It's in Winchester, Virginia. And I know it was a four hour drive. I don't know how far Carnegie is from New York, but I'd say it's probably about six hours, maybe seven, because it's in Pittsburgh yeah. and Ain't no way, boy. No, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's maybe yeah. Who knows? Wait, so was seeing waitress the time you had this ring of keys moment, this moment you realized you might want to be involved in the entertainment industry, or did it happen a little bit sooner? It happened sooner. I saw I am legend on TV. Excellent film. I, yes, excellent film. I was 13 and I was like, I think I really, I wanted to be a firefighter before that. <laughs> I saw I am legend and I was like, I think I want to be an actor. This looks so cool. I, I wanted to be an actor and I wanted to join Shepard <laughs> because I was just enthralled by like how one man and a dog could carry basically an mm-hmm. entire movie. And I was just like, this is so cool. And like, this is a completely like made up story. Like this isn't real, but like this feels so real. And so, and then Will Smith, I just love him in that movie. And I just love him period. And I was like, I think I want to be an actor. And I remember I, like I said, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. So I couldn't take like acting classes and start like auditioning for like commercials and stuff. And so my, my best friends in, in high school, I was like, I want to be an actor. I was very serious. I was like, I want to be an actor for film and TV, so I'm going to do straight acting and, like, no music. And then they were like, but can't you sing? And I was like, yes, but it doesn't matter. I'm here to act. And then they were like, you should sing, though. Like, you'll get leads in the musicals. And I was like, what's a lead? And then they were like, like, you're going to, like, the principal roles in shows. Like, you're going to, you know. And so I was like, huh, I'll consider it. <laughs> and so I took musical I, I was really serious I took the like musical theater class freshman year and I sang and the teachers were just really excited because you know like whenever you get like a, a boy who can mm-hmm. sing like high high musical theater they're like oh my gosh right. like maybe we can do exciting shows you know and so I like again I felt very you know welcomed and supported and wanted in that environment so I was like okay maybe I'll stick to this but like every time we did a show i was like broadway is for white people <laughs> like we were doing like white christmas wizard okay. of oz i was like anytime i watched the macy's thanksgiving day parade everyone's white mm-hmm. i was like i'm not here for this so then white people came to school in ah uh, what was it was it junior year is either junior year or the end of sophomore year i think it was early junior year being like uh i'm john lawrence in the place to be Romeo, you should really listen to this musical and I was like, any white person rapping about history in my face? First of all, I hate history. Second of all, stop rapping to me. Third of all, no. Like, I'm not going to watch a, a Broadway musical about the Founding Fathers. Like, that sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> that was me when my friends were like, you need to watch The Queen's Gambit. And I was like, not really. I was I like, I'm not really a big chess guy. <laughs> I know, but it's amazing what that show's done amazing. for chess. Anyway, it is amazing but you had a similar experience when you're like, no, I don't like history or founding fathers or white people rapping. And your friends yeah. were like, no, Roman, listen. Yeah. These guys are good. Yeah, and they're like, you, 
Yeah, they're like, you have to listen. And they would like keep rapping shows and stuff. And I was just like traumatized. <laughs> I was like, I am not. You, what you've already shown me is turn me up clean. And so then I go to like a summer theater intensive for like theater kids around the state. And I meet, it's like me and like 19 other kids. And they're like, oh my God, can we talk about Hamilton? And I was like, oh, here we go. And they're like, Roman, you haven't. You haven't listened to Hamilton? And by this time, like, the cast recordings mm-hmm. out and everything. And I was like, no, I don't... I, it sounds dumb. I don't, I hate history. I'm not going <laughs> to listen to it. And then they were like, Roman, you don't understand. Like, And there were, like, actually, like, black people in this group. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of black people in this group. Like, actually backing this up this time. And they were like, no, bro. Like, you should listen to it. Trust me. And I was like, guys, I'm really just... And then they were like, okay, tell you what, Roman. I'm sending you the bootleg right now. And they were like, go watch this. And they were like... If you don't like it after this, we won't talk about it anymore. And I was like, all right, cool. So I went to my computer like that moment and I turned it on and I was just like, I just remember being like, I, I watched the whole thing right then and there. I was just like, I can't believe this. Like there's so many people on stage that look like me, walk like me, talk like me. This is the type of music I like to listen to like normally. And I was like, hold up. And then like I would go to school and then like a melody would get caught in my head from the show and then so I would, like, go listen to that song on iTunes. And then, like, pretty soon, like, after, like, a week, so many different melodies became popping in my head that I just, like, listened to the whole show through again on, like, Apple Music. And then I was like, oh, my God. And then I went and watched the bootleg again, like, knowing what they were saying. And then I was like, oh, my God. And that cast recording was all I listened to for two months, <laughs> two entire months of my life. Just, like, like, even midday at school, like, bored in class, just, like, listening to it. And I was like, you know what? A piece of art has never made me feel like this in my mm. entire life. I was like, if I can make someone else feel like this about themselves and about what they can accomplish, that I feel like that's the greatest gift I can give anyone as an actor. And so I was like, I think I want to do Broadway. And that was that was the moment. And so like, adults were like coming up to me and they were like, what do you want to do with your career? And I was like, I want to be I want to be on Broadway. And they were like. Okay, any backup plans? And I was like, always. I was like, nope, not at all. <laughs> and that was, yeah, that, I mean, Hamilton changed my entire life, like, just like that. And Leslie Odom Jr. is now my mentor. So, I mean, like, it is as full circle oh, that's as it could possibly get. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, that show, it was the gift and is the gift that keeps me. Oh, my God. We need, we need you in Hamilton. I I feel if I go back to Hamilton, not back to Hamilton. If I go to Hamilton now, at this point, I would just want to play Aaron Burr, and I'm too young okay. to play Aaron Burr. So I think it's it would be a while. It would be, it'll a, be while. a while, but it'll be around. That's like the good news. It'll be around. Okay, yeah, wait. It'll be around. I just realized. Okay, when they revive in the Heights, you're Benny. Oh my gosh! If it first of all, if they revive in the Heights, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I love In the oh, Heights so much. We can also talk about the movie. Yes. But, oh my God, I love In the Heights. That was also like, that's the that's the first small scale thing I saw myself in. Because there was a church, there were people at my church doing a production at their oh, cool. school. And it was like DeKalb School of the Arts, which was just a school full of people of color. And so like, I, I didn't know anything about In the Heights. So my first introduction to In the Heights was just like a bunch of, like 16 17 year olds who like love theater who look like me like doing the show and they were like cussing and everything yeah. like in high school <laughs> and i was just like i was i just remember being like holy crap one what is this musical 
Two, why are people cussing in high school? Three, they they're so like they were into it. They were passionate. They were fantastic. And I was just like, oh my gosh! Like I just remember being. I just I it felt like I walked into a parallel universe because like I came from doing like Susicle mm-hmm. and like White Christmas. Like I said, took like seeing this production so beautifully done and it, it was a small theater like maybe like 100 150 seats okay. so it was so intimate and those kids put their hearts on that stage and so yeah i i and i didn't even know who lin Manuel miranda was and and that started my obsession with in the heights and so and and now like my i have a best friend that i met at the camp of kids that introduced me to hamilton i met one of my best friends there and we have just so many inside jokes with In the Heights. Um, Did we, you get to see the movie together? or No, so she lives in California. Okay. So, my, so my girlfriend and I went to go see the movie. We actually got to see it for free, which was really cool. Oh. We saw it in like IMAX. Yeah, and that was a, a great experience because it wasn't far from you know the neighborhood of Washington. I live in Washington Heights. Okay, And cool. it wasn't far from the neighborhood. And so there were people in there with their like DR flags. And it was just the energy. Were you at the really- the Harlem AMC at 125th? I was at the 86th Street AMC. Oh, okay. I've yep. never either I, I've never because they always one. had odd show times. They do have mm-hmm. odd show yeah. times. There, it's a lot of like 40s, like a lot of like 6:40 p.m.s. It's it was different. very random, but they they do they keep it pretty clean there. It's a little confusing to find the theaters, but like. It's a nice, it's a nice theater. It's a very chill, in my opinion. And so, I've seen a few things there in like IMAX and stuff. And yeah, and that is great. Oh, I, I didn't like how much they cut out from the original show. What I tell people is like it had no stakes. It was, it was fun. It was so fun, so lively. But it had no stakes compared to the show. And so, like, if I didn't know anything about In the Heights and I just gone to watch it, I'd be like, wow, what a, what a cool film. But aside from yes. that. And then, like, the problems with, like, you know, the representation yeah. of the actual community, the Latinx community. Aside from that, you know, it was it was a fun watch. But, yeah, no stakes. I was like, <sighs> and some of the musical endings. That's like, a good oh. way to put it. That's a good mm-hmm. point. We have a Patreon where we, like, fill tea sometimes, and we did, like, a full in-depth on that. And my biggest issue was the, uh, aside mm-hmm. from what you already said, was the, the cutting of Nina's mother, um, uh, yes. And then not even having them sort of fill Abuela into that role because that would have made keeping everything I know in there more powerful. There's so many powerful moments that got lost. Oh my god! Very much so. But I am glad that they didn't add any random new yeah. songs in stake. <laughs> that is very true. That would have made you know. Me, yeah, I would not have liked that. The only time, like it's sort of. Oh, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. You, no, 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 you go first, because I have a thought, but I'm going to hold on. Oh, I was going to say, the only time I've ever liked an original song added to something that's existed for many, many years before it is Evermore from Beauty and the Beast. I, literally, Roman, <laughs> you just took what I was going to say, and I'm glad you said it first, because I was going to say, the Beast has If I Can't Love Her, as, as we know. Oh, he also not. has If I Can't Love Her, yes. But that wasn't in the movie, but they actually gave him a suitable new songs for the movie so that i think was great and i need to hear you sing oh my gosh there are certain songs i look i love being a tenor i love hitting high notes i love the like status of tenor you know but (laughs) Uh at the same time there are so many times growing up i wish i was a a baritone because like and i i get so jealous of people like ben ross and ben platt who are baritoners who like Mm -hmm. have that like depth but can also like get those like really pingy high notes. Ah. And it feels more exciting because it's like their voice is so rounded. Like you're like when they go up there, you're like, oh man. 
Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> just yeah, and it, oh my god, it's it, it makes me. It, I'm jealous. I truly am jealous because like Ben Platt when he goes up there, you just don't expect it because he can like he I can know. you know do all the low stuff. So I can't really do all the low stuff. Like I have trouble with like falling in a forest and waving. Like unless I'm like actually warmed up. I'm like, is anybody waving when you're falling in a forest? Yeah, like, it's down there. <laughs> it is. But yeah, I say all that to say songs like Evermore, songs like Wheels of a Dream from Ragtime, songs like Make Them Hear You, they don't hit the same if you're a tenor. They just don't. Even if you raise the key, they just don't hit the same. Wait, Roman, as you're talking, I literally need, I have never watched a bootleg of you and Dear Evan Hansen, and I'm going to have to find one. Oh my gosh. I... Okay. Okay. We'll talk. We'll talk after this. Oh, so speaking of being, my people will talk. Yes. People. Yeah. So speaking of Beauty and the Beast on High School Musical: The Musical, the series season two, you know that was famously the musical of High School Musical: The Musical in this mm-hmm. season. So did you leave, dear, after a year and a half to go into HSMTMTS? No, I was. I was very happy when I left dear, but I was also terrified because I was like. I got this job at 19 years old, and I left school, and I am 21 now, and I'm in New York, and, you know, you you heard growing up in in college, they would always say, like, be careful, because it's easy to get the first job, you know, but then, like, the second job, you know, blah, 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 and so I was like, I went through the, like, existential crisis of, like, was I only good at this specific thing? Like, will other people not think I'm good at like acting like can I hold my own in a show even if I'm not singing and so it was really great the first thing I booked after Dear Evan Hansen was a play and and it was a two-person play and that's when I was like oh my god yes okay so I'm an actor yeah. <laughs> I was like I was like I don't I don't have to rely on music like I can act and so I was very grateful for that and then I, I I booked a few other like musical shows at like different theaters but got the Howie audition I want to say like a week and a half after I left. I think a week after I left was when the Howie audition came in. It was kind of the same situation as Hamilton. My my agent was like, I have a high school musical, musical series audition. And I was like, oh, brother. Like, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. No. And then he was like, just watch it. He was like, it's not what you think. And I was like, okay, I'll watch like an episode or two. He's like, yeah, just get a feel for it before like taping. And I was like, okay. So I, like, watched two episodes, and I was like, wait a second. And then I, like, watched, like, three, four, uh-huh. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> like, over, like, the next two days. Just binged the whole thing. And I was like, I really want this job. I really want this job. Yeah. And I really love this character. I feel like there's a lot of me, naturally, in who this character already is, like, known to be in these sides. Because the first side was, like, the pizza restaurant where I'm, like, folding the boxes and talking to Courtney. Yeah. It, the process, Dear Evan Hansen was like four or five months when I got, between like first audition and job. High School Musical was like a week and a half. So it was, wow. in, yeah, it was insane. Like I sent in a self-tape. A day later, they had me send in another self-tape. And then I, they flew me to California like five days later. And then I auditioned for like all the Disney execs. And then like five days later, I got the job. And so it was so quick. And it, that's why it seems so instantaneous because, like, I left on January 5th and I had that job by January 27th. Wow. I know. Like, just the craziest turnaround. And I was so thankful because, like, truly I was just like, I don't know where my life is going to go after, 
you know, being an understudy. And I was also like, I never want to understudy again. <laughs> so I really, I really needed something, you know, to like help propel me to like the next level of my career. And I feel like High School Musical was just like the perfect amalgamation of like everything I already love about theater and like a wonderful way to get my foot in the door and like TV. Definitely. So yeah, there was so much I didn't know about Howie and what he was going to be when I got the job, but every episode was a surprise. Every step of the way was a surprise, and I just can't believe that like you can watch all of it <laughs> right now. <laughs> I know. It's insane to me, but I'm really grateful. Oh uh, well, you you were amazing. And you were fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I had a f- spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen, but I had a feeling it was you under the beast mask okay. during the uh, the mob song moment. But it was still so fun. Was it fun for you to be in something and able to tweet along Instagram, like be engaging with fans? sort of live you know as as it was airing was that a cool experience yeah it really was i mean like i always went in between like being like am i doing too much on instagram like am i like i'm just a guest star on the show like am i doing too much with like asking or interacting with fans but then i was like you know what no like i got this job all on my own and i was Mm -hmm. like i need to be proud of what i'm doing because you know like I get I get wrapped up in like followers and then I get wrapped up in like status and like the social media world and like if I'm doing too much but then I I just have to remind myself like you have this opportunity and no one can take that away from you and and there are dozens yeah. of people who would want to be in your shoes and so like take every advantage of the opportunity because like you don't know like we don't know if we're getting a season three you know what I'm saying so like wait was it not renewed it, it wasn't renewed like automatically oh so okay like, okay. We all think we're going to get a season three and we're all like waiting, you know, for the news. But at the same time, it's yeah. not guaranteed. And so it's like mm-hmm. soak up this moment. You don't know when it's going to happen again. You don't know when something at this scale will happen again. And so it's just like, yeah, like be proud of yourself and, and, and indulge in all the wonderful things that this opportunity is giving. I love that perspective. Yeah, it's something I have to remind myself of a lot. But uh, the fans and this, don't get me wrong, like the fans... That fan base is scary. Like, I thought the Dear Hansen <laughs> fan base was scary. The High School Musical fan base is scary. Like, they're like, Rini or Rina? And then I'm like, mm, Rini. And they're like, mm, die. Like, it's like, it's oh like that. God. Like, they they fight for their, like, ships on the show. And they will, uh, yeah, they will, yeah, they will come at you if you're, like, not with, like, their ships or you're, like, ruining their ships. You know, I mean, it's all, oh, like, geez. fun because, you know, they're, like, a bunch of, like, you know, 12 and 13-year-olds. But at the same time, yeah. it's, like, when I first, I remember first getting the job and, like, reading what they were saying, I was, like, <laughs> whoa. I was, like, <laughs> whoa, guys, let's all just relax. So, um, but, no, just seeing High School Music, like, it would, like, trend when the show would drop at, like, midnight. And, like, sometimes it would hit, like, number one on Twitter. Like, just being a part of that right. and then, like, seeing the success of, like, Olivia and, like... Uh, like Sophia, Dara, Joshua, like what they're doing outside of the show. It was just like such an exciting thing to be a part of and to know those people because all of them deserve all of their success. They are the true, like truly the nicest, most welcoming, inviting people that you could, I think, meet in any like big time TV show. From what I heard. That's really nice. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Wait, what's your favorite song from Sour? My favorite song's Favorite Crime. And someone made me laugh because they were like, 
because I follow Olivia and I think I follow all of them on Twitter because she's so big, like Twitter will be like, would you like to follow the suggested topic, Olivia Rodrigo? And I'm like, no, thanks. But like those tweets will like pop up sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, I remember someone was like, favorite crime is criminally underrated. And I was like, every song on that album has over a hundred million streams. Nothing's, I know. nothing's underrated. It's, it's like the biggest female album. Nothing's underrated, but you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't have a billion streams yet. Like driver's license. Does, so were you guys filming when driver's license dropped? We were, I think the funniest thing, the funniest conversation I had with Olivia, we were sitting down. I don't remember what episode we were filming. And she was like, we were like, we were in a part of the school though. And we're chilling. And she's like, hey, I, you know, cause I had showed her a song from my EP a long time ago. And she's like, oh my God, I love this. And she was like, do you have any plans to release more music? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't worked on anything in a while. Like not really feeling inspiration. I'm sure I'll get back to it at some point. And I was like, what about you? And she was like, yeah, I'm dropping this song in January. And I was like, oh no way. That's so exciting. And she's like, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm really proud of it. Like, I think it's, um, she was just like, yeah, I, I can't wait till it's out. And I was like, yeah, I can't wait to hear it. And just like knowing that she was talking about <laughs> driver's license, it will always just be like the funniest mm-hmm. shit in the world to me because of everything that song went on to be. And the fact that we were like, right. yeah, like I'm going to drop a song in January. Like, oh, cool. Like I'm sure it's going to be super well. Like, you know, like your voice is great. And be like, yeah. And then like <laughs> moving on to another topic. Right. It feels like if I talked to Prince about Purple Rain before it dropped, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Right. Now, listen, I loved the season, but my favorite moment, I think, was after in the mm-hmm. finale, you know, the credits drop and there's that scene of you guys all singing the HSM2 medley mm. in Slices. That was such a fun moment. It also reminded me, no, they like freaking did this during yes. COVID. Like they pushed through they're still so close you, you can see people putting on masks yes. and like it was such a cute special moment and high school musical has such a special place in my heart it came out when i was like 12 right. so now to be watching this new show and obviously it means a lot more to a younger generation in different ways but it was just a really cool moment for me to see you know the way art can um persevere through the hard times i'm so grateful we have pe- that people found ways to safely create art and I, I really think season three of HSM TMTS should be set in the summer at a High School Musical 2 style. Oh my God, I would you know, love it. <laughs> summer club. I mean, or uh, what, they, what, what was it called? Like Lava Springs. Yeah, it should be yeah. Like that. And I really think it could be, it doesn't have to be, you know, I don't think the musical will be High School Musical 2, but maybe it could be something probably in the Disney canon, but right. with some sort of outdoor theme like they could do little mermaid maybe if it's outdoors mm. i don't know i'm just throwing these things out there yeah, yeah. there are there's so what many ideas i mean like one like i look i would love to get a season three i you know I be- i'm believing we will get a season three i have a feeling you will yeah <laughs> one of my favorite things about that last day was as weird as it is because like the north high kids came in and they were like uh north high i, I that was weird that was weird right and i'm just sitting there like they never I tried to like cut in like a like when they when the when uh Antoine and Lily walked in, I tried to be like, Don't yeah, but, like yeah, yeah. they they didn't cut to that. So it just kinda looked like I was sitting there like mm-hmm. you know, looking at my classmates like, oh, you know what I'm saying? But at the right, same right. time, like the fact that Howie I just felt like that's when like Howie got to be included in like the Wildcats. 
Definitely. Oddly enough, and that was, like, really special to me, like, all the season leading up to that moment where I get to, like, celebrate their night with them. I thought that was really dope. And then, yeah, I'm so glad they kept kept that blooper reel in because I feel like it, it opened people's eyes to, like, I don't think anyone will know the amount of sacrifices this show had to go through to get them season two as soon as they got it, which mm-hmm. it, it obviously from the fan perspective, it, it took forever because it took us a year to shoot it. But I mean, this show sacrificed so much just to get season two out there. I hope people will just like understand that when, you know, something didn't happen the way they wanted it to, or they didn't see something that they would have preferred seeing it's like i'm sure like that idea was in everyone's heads when they were shooting it but like between time between like covid scares between travel between like shutdowns government all that like the the people the show did the best it could you know and so i'm just proud i'm proud and you know i hope people's eyes were open to that after the fact and this cast remained in such high spirits the entire way and like Every day on set just felt, even with everything, with the face masks and the shields, like, still everyone just felt like, let's do this, and like, let's make it the best we can, and like, let's keep each other afloat, and so, it was really a light in the dark tunnel of COVID, and I'm so grateful for it. Oh my god, well, you did an amazing job, I love everything you said, and it is a great reminder, and I'm pretty sure there'll be a season three plus, if a lot of it's filmed outdoors... It's a little safer COVID-wise, so... Oh, right! I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. That's a good point. So we are sadly coming to the end of this episode, but we like to end on a dose of drama, something to leave our listeners with, maybe something we've been feeling dramatic about or want to share and spread it out into the world. And I do have a dose of drama today. And okay. I you know, I recently rewatched the HBO series Euphoria. And... Have you, have you watched it? Yes. Talk about drama. <laughs> talk about drama. It is so dramatic. It is heightened. It's it's theatrical, it's theatrical. in the way it's presented. Yeah. But I hadn't watched it in two years since it came out. And it actually aged extremely well. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Zendaya is unbelievable. The whole cast is great, honestly. Yes. I need to encourage everybody to go rewatch Euphoria. Because it's been a couple years. And I know season two is filming right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is drama. It's excellent. It and, is excellent. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. I mean, of course, these teens are experiencing very different things than the um, right. high school musical teens are. But <laughs> very, different. yeah, yeah. Parental very advisory. Different. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. It's so good. It's only like seven or eight episodes too, so you'll watch it in like a week. That's true. But... Yeah, you can binge it. I watched it as it was dropping, so I it felt it feels a lot longer than it probably actually is, but. Yeah, the funniest thing about Euphoria that you bring it up, they quoted Zendaya talking about season two, and they said, like, season two will not be, like, a fun watch. And I was like, was season one a right. fun watch? I saw like, <laughs> are, we, are, we, are we saying that considering, like, we already watched something that felt fun? Because, like, right. if, the, if that was y'all's idea of fun, like, what are we about to watch? Because, like, <laughs> a lot of that was not fun to watch. Not a laugh riot by any means. <laughs> Yeah, so dark as hell. I'm like, y'all are going darker with this thing? Like, oof. So we'll see what season two is. Oh my! I know. God. I remember seeing that quote. Wait, well, my dose of drama is also an HBO thing. Are they going to sponsor us? Um, it's the White Lotus, <laughs> which Connor mentioned a few weeks ago. Everyone should watch it. 
it is really good. And it's, I saw a hilarious tweet that was like, it's an amazing show that's literally about nothing. And I can't help but agree, (laughs) but it's very good. And the cast is phenomenal, especially Jennifer Coolidge, but also Connie Britton and Steve Zahn. And it's a great group. Natasha Rothwell. Rothwell, Who is amazing in everything. Um, (laughs) It it is so good. Dylan, I'm glad we haven't even talked about this in in real life. I'm so glad you're loving it. I'm loving it. Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria is in, she plays Cassie. Oh, is this that show? Okay. Okay. I've seen clips. There's the girl from, there's the girl from Little Voice as well. Um, Uh She played best. Uh The two of them are always sitting like by a pool and they're like a meme now on Twitter, but yes, exactly. They're genius in it. It's so good. Wow. Yeah. Roman, do you have a dose of drama? It doesn't have to be a TV recommendation. I do. I, I, I don't know. I'm, now I'm inspired to follow the spirit which you two just introduced. So <laughs> I huh, I also have an HBO show that like shook my world up. Uh, it's called Watchmen. It is arguably the best show I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> and I am so bummed that it was a limited series I know. show. And you could kind of tie Lovecraft Country in there as well, but like Watchmen was such a like casual thing that I just started with my girlfriend when we first started dating and I could not like waiting to watch it with her was is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because it (laughs) is so good so if you have not seen Watchmen and you were looking for superb performances superb direction incredible storytelling and beautiful representation on screen look no further because Watchmen is all you will need and more yeah They, they they swept the Emmys that year. Mm-hmm. I think um, it was last as, year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last year, as they should have swept. And so, yeah, it it go watch Watchmen if you have not binge it. Trust me and thank me later. Yes, Regina it King. Is so I think good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who played her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abdul Mateen. The cast, He's so good. The, yeah, Gene uh, Smart. Performances. The yeah. writing. It's at, at every level that show is excellent. It took them two years to film one season of that show. Well, you know, and also Roman, there's a little history in there too. So you've come around on history, I guess. Yes. yes <laughs> I, I think I, it's historical fiction, obviously in some ways, but yes. But what happened in Tulsa was definitely, you know, part like right. There was it's uh, this it's is rooted in truth. I've realized why I hate history in school is because of the way it portrays America and the yeah. way it portrays white supremacy like Mm -hmm. basically school teaches you like a bunch of great smart white men made this country and they did a little bad thing where they like kind of own people for like 400 years but now they're free so Mm -hmm. it's okay like that's what our history teaches us you know i just realized the reason i hate it is because one now i know i hate it because it's not the truth Mm-hmm. Or it's a whitewashed version of the truth. But I, I never felt represented or anything exciting. I remember like we learned about Mansa Musa one day in U.S. history, which I think was like it was like a black gazillionaire in like uh, Africa mm-hmm. or something. I think he made so much money that they like changed changed the worth of gold or something because he was at like well. Wow. I don't, it's something along those lines. But I just remember like hearing that and like stopping. And I remember like sitting up and being like, wait, he was black? And then my teacher was like, yeah, because like you grow up thinking like we use the term slavery, which like over the time, it like makes you think like black people were like born into that or like we're always at that level in society. 
And like I, re- I really hope the narrative changes to like enslaved because it's an action verb, mm. and it makes you remember like these people were taken, like these people were taken from their communities. Sometimes they were sold in slavery by their own communities, which is something you never learn about as well. Yeah. But these people survived the harshest conditions known to man and prevailed. But that was the intention of another group of people throughout repeated history. And so it's like they weren't slaves. They were enslaved human beings, you know? And so, yeah, yeah I think if the narrative and the fact that like we only talk about black people during Black History Month, yeah. I can go on and on and on. But if the narrative around that begins to change, I think kids like me can can grow up not despising history for reasons they like don't have like a definite idea on but it's like subconsciously it's like oh you hate history because like you don't see anything positive about yourself Mm -hmm. or where you came from or who you are unless we're in the shortest month of the year you know and so the shortest right yeah you're so insightful roman that that is that absolutely makes sense and i think resonates and i i hope that we get to that place where everyone can like history yeah. I see it, I see it, and I hope it's in our lifetime. Yeah, well, Texas and Florida. <laughs> Texas yeah. and Florida. I'm like, they'd rather no. leave they'd rather leave the country overall than They should just secede, seriously. Like mm-hmm. just just <laughs> become your own big countries, please. We we <laughs> We wouldn't miss you. And anyone who's there and against their own will, like, we'll welcome you into the rest of the country. Oh, yeah. 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 Come join us. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. clean you up. We'll clean yeah. you up. Well, Roman, thank you so much for doing the podcast. You know, and he's got these casts from his performances in Dear Evan Hansen. It says Connor on it, which, you know, has made me feel at home and comfortable this whole time seeing my own name in his room. It's just been great. I but love that. Yeah, Roman, this was so fun. Yes. I really, really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your wisdom and your in your young years. And I just, I know that that rising star is going to continue to shine. Amen. I receive yeah. <laughs> it and believe it. I love talking to you both. This has been super fun. I love any podcast situation that just makes me feel like it's a safe space and that I'm at home. Well, thank you. I'm honored to be. Everyone should follow you. Oh, yes. On Instagram. Please. I know we don't care about the follows. We don't care about the follows, but it's, it's just Roman. It's Roman W. Banks on both. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All Roman W. Banks. Come come catch me there. We we have fun. We post outfit pictures and it's uh sometimes we go live. Yeah, it's there a lot of time. Well thanks you. Roman. And while you're following Roman, if you're not following us, why don't you go ahead and do it? Yes, follow the yeah, follow the drama podcast. I'm at Dylan McDowell Connors at Connor McDowell. We're at the drama podcast because we're the only one apparently. Amazing. Connor, I'll see you next time. Drama, drama.